Welcome, listeners, to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, the podcast that highlights cozy and traditional mysteries. You won't find stories filled with explicit sex or graphic violence. You will find interviews with authors who create crime fiction filled with intriguing plots, engaging characters, and high-quality writing. Thanks for listening. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, author and host of the podcast. My guest today is Sheila Hudson. Sheila joins me in the corner to chat about Purse Hijinks, the first Crimes from the Crypt mystery. Welcome, Sheila. Well, thank you, Alexia. Glad to be here. Now, as I mentioned, Hearst Hijinks is the first of your Crimes from the Crypt mysteries. So would you please tell us about your protagonist, Nadia, and what she's up to in the story? Yes, uh, Nadia is coming out of a bad marriage, and she decides to move back south to a little town called Alto, and it's in northeast Georgia, not far from Athens, Georgia, where I live, and um, she uh, is needed in the family business. Her father has died, and her brother has taken over the family business, which is Carlton Manor, the uh, only funeral home in town. And uh, so she moves back and she doesn't exactly know where she fits in or what she's going to do. But a series of things happen and um, that's where Hearst hijinks comes in, uh, where the hearse gets stolen and uh, they live close to a women's penitentiary, and there's a murder, and all kinds of things go on. Now, operating a funeral home is kind of an unusual family business uh, for a cozy mystery. So what led you to choose that as an occupation for your protagonist? Um, I've written several um, series um and the first one was the thursday club about a lot of women and things they get into and i wrote a series um about twins called silent partners and then i wrote a series about ministry called ministry can be murder my husband is a campus minister he's retired and uh, he's also been a public uh, pulpit minister sorry and uh, so I knew a lot about that. I was trying to think of something different. When you scan cozies, you get a lot of bakery shops and um, pet stores and knitting and um, detectives and stuff like that. So I wanted something really, really different. So I uh, went with a funeral home thinking that it would be interesting since um you're going to have murders and you're going to have detectives and you're going to have police and all that. So I thought it would be interesting to kind of go at it from that point of view. Now, now death in funeral homes is kind of a somber theme. So with a protagonist who's in the business of death, how do you keep your cozies from becoming dark? Um, well, Nadia, as uh, all good uh, protagonists, are in cozies has a sidekick Sadie and she is always getting into trouble and putting her nose in where she's not supposed to and so she provides a lot of entertainment also there's a dog Daisy and um, she um, she provides some interest as well to dog lovers and that sort of thing and there's some love interests that we 
um, pursue a little bit. One of the police detectives is interested in Nadia. But um, the main one is her mother, who is hilarious. And you can never tell what she's going to do because she moved two or three times. She's gotten involved with this guy who looks like he's a gold digger. And she moved away and then she's moved back. So um, I try to approach it from different angles so that we get some entertainment and not just um, not just funeral drab stuff. Did, did you find it difficult to blend humor with a funeral home? Um, no, not really, because I don't go into a lot of the um, details. I mean, people die and they take care of them. But um, I think if you if you talk to people who are really in that business, they, they uh, play jokes and they uh, try to keep things light because of the... Um, theme of what they're doing they try to um not make light of the client or the family but just try to keep things light when they're working on themselves when they're working on the body and when they're um hosting the family and trying to help the family get through this grieving process I don't really go into that side of it very much it's a very small town so there's a lot of gossip and there's a lot of um, funny things that go on in the town so uh, I kind of lean toward that more you know you're in Georgia yourself is that what inspired you to choose Georgia as a setting for your story Yes, all of my books really are set in the um, Northeast Georgia, Middle Georgia area, Atlanta area. Um, I think the Southerners have slangs and funny sayings and um, things we can draw on um, that are hilarious. And, and I was born and raised in the South. And when I moved North for 10 years, I realized how different things are as far as the way you're raised and um, how you're brought up and all that. So um, yeah, all my books are set in the set in the uh, Georgia area. And your town of Alto, is that a real town or is that one that you created? No, it's a real town. My cousin lived there, uh, lives there, and uh, it's very small. And um, it, you know, you have to go to the next town to really eat out or do anything, go to church or most anything. But um, I just picked it because it was a name that stood out. It's small, and I figured a town that size would uh, would only have one funeral home, and so I wanted it to be that way so that. Uh, pretty much everybody in the town would be coming through our doors at one time or another. Uh, do people in the real town of Alto comment on the book? I haven't had anybody comment on it yet. Um, they haven't been out that long. Uh, Hearst Hijinks came out in late 2020 and a Kerfuffle in the Crematorium, which is the second one, um, hasn't been out that long, maybe six months that's where the crematorium blows up. <laughs> so there is a kerfuffle and I'm working on the third one now called Grave Consequences. Now using a real town, were you uh, concerned about uh, maybe, you know, getting uh, businesses in the wrong place or, or perhaps real businesses uh, being less than happy to have a, a murder associated with them or, uh, was that not even a concern? 
No, it really wasn't a concern. I mean, I kind of make up the restaurants and the coffee shops. And I do have Nadia and um, the detective go out of town to Helen, Georgia. And I use real names and real places for that. And um, I always have a Georgia directory with me so I can get it straight and get the menus right and all that sort of thing. So I, I try to be realistic on the things I think are important. The other things I just kind of make up as I go seat of the pants. <laughs> now you published um, uh, Hearst Hijinks independently. So what went into the decision to become an independent author? Uh, originally, I used to write uh, inspirational and Christian religious type stuff. And um, I really got into fiction when I entered a contest. And um, I had a friend who, who runs this independent publishing company called Winged Publications. And um, she had sent me some stuff to uh, put in our Writers Association um, on our freebie table. And so I said, Cynthia, will you look at this and see if I'm on the right track because I want to enter this contest for fiction and I'm not sure I know what I'm doing. And she sent it back and said, I love it. Send me three more and I'll publish them. So I kind of fell into it. Um, and so I'm still with her. This is my 19th novel with her, I think. So uh, we've been good friends for a long time. It's always good when you have a, a long-term relationship with your with your publisher. Yes, yes. And she's excellent. She does my um, cover work. Uh, sometimes my husband does cover work. He's retired. And so he, uh, he does the photography at times. But most of the time, Cynthia does it. And we get along really well. I, I, um, I try to obey what she says and cause her as little grief as possible. <laughs> Now, you, you mentioned them briefly. You have a couple of other books in the Crimes from the Crypt series. Would you tell us about those briefly? Um, yes, as I said, the Hearst Hijinks is the first one. And uh, that it, the cover shows, if well, I think I sent you the cover, shows the uh, coffin falling out of the hearse. And so it kind of tells you what's going to happen, something crazy. And that's not the only thing. Uh, other things happen that have to do with the hearse. Um, the second one is um, Kerfuffle in the Crematorium. And as I said, um, the crematorium um, was an addition that they decided to do because there wasn't one in town. And if um, the clients wanted that for their uh, loved one, they had to go somewhere else. So their mother furnished the money to, um, and uh, she furnished the money to, to put the crematorium in. But before they could really use it, um, someone snuck in some uh, bodies that had been frozen. And when you put a frozen body in a crematorium and put the heat up, it explodes. So um, that, that's the gist of that story. And of course, they have to find out who the people were that were uh, frozen and murdered and frozen and um, who put them in the crematorium and blow it up. And then there was all the rebuilding and the detective work to go with that. Um, Grave Consequences is um, kind of a follow-up to that where um, Nadia decides that working there is not fulfilling enough and she wants to uh, go back to column writing, which is what she did when she was married and in another state. 
And so Grave Consequences was the name of it. And she has a pen name because she doesn't want anybody to know who she is. And the paper is in another state. So she's hoping that she can get by with writing these stories about uh, about working the behind the scenes in the, in the funeral home without anybody finding out who she is. So um, that's going to be the, the taunt there. Now, what kind of research did you do to find out that frozen bodies explode in crematoriums? Well, I subscribed to this, um, what is his name? His first name is Lee. It's Murder, uh, MurderCon, the one that puts on MurderCon. And um, he is a good resource for things like that. And of course, I have a lot of books and um, resources on, on forensics, but um, I guess just um, the web and just word of mouth and reading. I don't really know anybody that runs a nursing, I mean, a funeral home now, but um, hmm, that's a good question. I don't go, well, I don't, I don't do a police procedurals where you go into the real, real details, you know, but um, you put two bodies at about, about 300 pounds into the furnace and it's absolutely frozen and it's gonna blow up. So um, there's a woman online who, uh, I wish I looked her up. Her name is Caitlin Dougherty. And uh, she's a good resource too about um, different ways because she's a, she is a big proponent of natural death and not doing uh, any embalming or anything like that. So I got a lot of information from her too. I don't, I think her name, I think her name is just CaitlinDowardy.com. But anyway, you can find her. <laughs> so you, you haven't gone like undercover at a funeral home yourself or anything to do any investigating, have you? No, no. I had a friend that uh, worked in one one time, but um, I'm out of touch with him. No, I haven't done that. I did try to get in touch with a funeral home and they thought I wanted to plan my funeral. So uh, and when I told them what I wanted, they thought I was really odd and they didn't call me back. <laughs> <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe sooner or later, I'll get into one and uh, see what it's like more or less. So, so what's next for you after you finish these these third uh, crypt mystery? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I did write one book um, called Bright Ideas to Make Your Writing Sparkle. And um, I have a friend who runs a bookshop in um, Monroe, Georgia, which is about 30 miles from here. And she's carried a lot of my books in the Southern Penn Bookshop. And um, that book has done really, really well. So I may do something else on the craft of writing or the business of writing or something along those lines. I'm not really good at business. My husband does that for me. But anyway, maybe, maybe writing a cozy. I've done some podcasts for her and the next podcast is going to be So You Want to Write a Cozy. So I'm doing some of those. And, and do you find that uh, you have to take a, a vastly different approach to writing uh, nonfiction or, or craft books uh, compared to the fictional uh, mysteries that you write? Yeah, yeah, definitely that. Uh, but um, I, that's why I haven't really decided because 
it has to be something that I really feel is needed because there's so many writing books out there and nobody heard of me. It's not like Stephen King on crafted writing or something. But um, I think cozies, for one thing, well, you know, the uh, first thing you have to do is ask the person, do they know what a cozy is? And I'd say like, I don't know, three out of 10 might, might know what a cozy mystery is. And then you, you explain what it is. And then, um, then they, then they want to know, well, what do you write? What kind of cozies do you write? So I, I think um, maybe something on writing cozies might be my next book. I don't know. I'm going to give myself a break after this next one. By that time, it'll be holiday time. So it's a good time to break. So uh, I'm not sure. Maybe another cozy sequel. Maybe Thursday Club Returns. <laughs> And and how about the um, inspirational books? Those I mean, those are also nonfiction. You, so you do you find that that's very different than writing a, a craft book that's nonfiction? Yes, definitely. Um, I wrote thirteen decisions that would change your life, and thirteen decisions that will uh, transcend your marriage. And um, those were very different. That was with a different publishing company. Those first things I published. And those were really hard because I was pulling from memories and not all those were good memories. They were things I learned through mistakes and pain and um, experiences you go through that are not always positive, but you learn something from them. There's definitely, um, definitely different writing style. So uh, they take longer to write because like I said, it's, uh, it's painful to go through. Uh, when I talk about um, um, my daughter's divorce or illnesses we've been through and um, things that I consider betrayals, that sort of thing, uh, those are hard to write about. Forgiveness, really hard to write about. And so uh, to be just writing the, the cozy mysteries sort of uh, give you a, some relief from writing about the harder subjects? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of fun writing about them. And I have a lot of writer friends. I've been a member of Southeastern Writers Association for, gosh, about 28 years. And I've made a lot of friends. And some of my friends write mysteries or humor books or something. And so we swap chapters and we have fun killing off people we don't like or, <laughs> you know, just um, having fun with your characters. And when I leave my characters, I and go to another, build another character set. I'm always sad. And that's why I said I might go back to the Thursday Club because those first five women, those first five characters that I wrote about were all different ages. And um, that's still got to be my favorite series, even though it's probably not my best series. I don't know. I, but I love my characters so much. Well, it sounds like your your new series is... is uh on its way to to going well um where can readers buy a copy of uh, hers hijinks um all my books can be found on amazon.com of course and also at the southern pen bookshop in monroe georgia but i doubt any of your readers i don't know maybe they are maybe they'd be close enough but uh because southern pen bookshop is online too but either of those places or you can ask me i've got copies and uh, I have a website, SheilaSHudson.com. So any of those. 
and and Monroe, Georgia is near Atlanta or Augusta or uh, it's about 30 miles from Athens and it's probably about I don't know 50 or 60 miles from Atlanta it's kind of one of those little suburb towns okay, so that's, that's close enough to make a trip to an independent bookstore yeah yeah and she's really good because she only publishes independent authors um, so you know uh, she really does as well and uh, she even gives awards and things like that because a lot of times independent authors uh, our self-published authors either one are overlooked by the big by the big four or big five whatever it is now so um she does really well her name is vicky Bly, and uh, we really appreciate her in the area and now you mentioned your website where else can readers connect with you are you on social media like facebook or twitter or instagram i'm on facebook and twitter yes so it's Sheila Hudson or Sheila S. Hudson, either one. So. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining me in the corner today, Sheila. Oh, thank you. And I hope we can meet in person one day. Yes, I hope so, too. <laughs> I'm sure you keep busy. <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. My guest today was Sheila Hudson, author of Hearst Hijinks, the first Crimes from the Crypt mystery. I'm Alexia Gordon, your host. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating or review. Help me keep bringing you fun and informative chats with authors of cozy and traditional mysteries by supporting the podcast on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash author Alexia Gordon. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>